Hey, it's James here. I just want to let you guys know before listening to this that this is an older episode. Marissa and I recorded it when we were first starting this podcast, still trying to figure out what exactly we were doing, and we were having a lot of problems with audio, and there's some glitches, some call interruptions, and things like that. And this is a really long episode, so it's a two-parter. Uh, the two, The second part will be posted next week. But uh, please bear with us, and I hope you enjoy. These are our top videos of the 1990s. When at uh, New Paltz. Oh, that... I, th- I think it was the nostalgic writing. Okay. Or, like, the... That guy with the glasses and girl, I'm pretty sure. Probably. No, just because I remembered, like, I think we really only spoke, like, two times. To- because we had, what, comp two I together? I think so. And we really only spoke when we were, like, reading each other's papers. And and I thought that was really funny that we both wrote about, like, this obscure <laughs> internet comedian. And we sat next to each <laughs> other. Like, and uh, it, I re- it was, like... Comedy in yeah. writing, and I remember yes. Lindsay. I think she looked. She looked at both of ours and was like, um, "Oh, you guys both wrote about the same thing." I think she was like, "Did you collab?" <laughs> She's like, "Do you guys know each other?" <laughs> uh, that was such a weird. That guy. was funny because I don't know that many people have heard of him. Oh yeah, I know like three people. And I think you're Same. one of them. <laughs> so, okay, cool. Same with you. But yeah, and then I remember writing about the room, and like, I was like a hipster douchebag freshman year, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna write about this obscure, terrible movie that no one knows. And you're like, oh yeah, I know the hipster room. Hipster douchebag. That's a lot of new Paltz freshmen, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and you know, you try. Yeah, to I, do definitely, that. I definitely. Wrote <laughs> Um, okay, so top videos of the 90s after <laughs> many delays. Yeah, a lot of uh, technical issues. But, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Skype is up and running. But now we've watched every music video from the 1990s. Every, every single, single one. one. <laughs> um, Okay, so let's hop into it. Do you have any in particular you want to start off with from either list? Uh, honestly, no, because they're all kind of random. We can actually start with any of them. Well, so I, they like pretty much run through the whole. Did you? Yeah, so I was trying to like make connections between our two lists, which are very, very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, the first thing so that's kind of random but we both had one video we both had videos that were kind of comedic kind of thrown in the middle of our lists um yours which one well mine very obvious is weird al yankovic's amish paradise right right and then Mm -hmm. yours i thought of the fresh prince of bel-air Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think that counts as a music video. I'm going to say it does. Well, so let's start with Fresh Prince. Um, I've watched very little of the actual TV show. Okay. But I know the theme song inside. What? You can't not know the theme song, even if you didn't watch the show. Right. And what I didn't realize is that there is, I think I had known that there was an extended version, but I'd never heard it before. Yeah, it's, it's something like the, what's so funny about that show is it, it's Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff, which is a real stage name, which I can't get over. It was a different time. The two of them were like a duo in a different time. They were like a duo, and they made the corniest music and with the most ridiculous videos, <laughs> and they just ended up on the show together. 
and it was just such a product of its time that will never happen again. Yeah. And I feel like it should be like preserved for archaeologists. And now Will Smith is like an award-winning actor, A-list celebrity. I know. And um, he had never acted before on oh, The Fresh Prince. Like they that. hired just some rapper kid. He had never acted in his life. <laughs> I was talking to my uncle because he was talking about how Tupac used to make movies. And, like, he was like, you know, you could only... That's funny. Yeah, I didn't know that. But I was like, he was like, you could only imagine what would have happened if, like, he went on to make movies. Like, Will Smith is now the biggest celebrity in Hollywood, and he was just this goofy-ass rapper. Yeah. And it was, like, considered really risky when they hired him. Like right. they, it was like a big decision for them to hire this kid who had never acted before, but now well, he's like the biggest star in the world. Well, because it could have gone very badly. That's true. He is a Scientologist, so maybe it did. <laughs> um, and he, you know, I keep finding out that I, that like doesn't surprise me. I yeah. keep finding out that these big celebrities are Scientologists, and I get disappointed, but I can't get disappointed anymore. <laughs> There are so many of them. He's a Scientologist, and I think Jaden Smith is on tour with Fall Out Boy right now, so who knows? Jaden Smith is his own entity. I don't even, I keep forgetting to associate the two. I know. Um, So, what about the video sticks out to you, or what made you pick it as one of your top 10? It's so colorful, like okay. aggressively colorful. It looks like it, it looks like it, a bucket of paint was dumped on it. There's graffiti, the camera's spinning. Like I think it's just like it just pounds you in the face with like color and flash, and it's it's like a lot. And I like it, like because it's just so silly and, and such a product of its time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it looks like something out of like Sesame Street, <laughs> like because that's how like silly it is. But I love, it. and he looks—he's so happy. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like he's having so much fun. It is doofy, and yeah. <laughs> um, what about Amish Paradise? Did you pick that one? So I was kind of torn because. I definitely knew Amish Paradise long before I knew Gangsta's Paradise. Um, same. And <laughs> same, but that's like, yeah, the same way I knew um, uh, White and Nerdy but before Dirty. Like, way better than Ryden. Or Ryden, whatever. Kind of. Yeah. Um, Ryden. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, when I was going through trying to pick things and, you know, figuring out what I really liked, I figured I needed to be honest and be like, I really love that Weird Al song. And I hadn't watched it in years, but I kind of went back and I definitely appreciated it more. And like, yeah, I... I understood Weird Al's lyrics a lot more where, like, I actually thought it was really funny in the scene where he's, like, I actually realized what he was saying was in an Amish with a two, do you know that's unheard of? And I'm like, oh, that's actually really clever and dumb and goofy. And, yeah. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, you know, please don't point and stare. We're just technologically impaired. I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. That's, like, a real thing. <laughs> And in the video, you know, since then, I've seen the original Coolio video. And, like, you know, what I think is really funny about it is when it first came out, Coolio was pissed about it. Like, he hated it. And I know. Like, since then, he's forgiven him, which is kind of upsetting. But um, not really. But... Um, then there's, like, the part where Weird Al takes off the hat and, like, he has the Coolio hair. <laughs> and I would have never yeah. gotten that. I just thought Amish people had hair like that. And, like, I think just going back, I really appreciate it more. Because I was between this and the other Weird Al song I thought about putting on was um, The Saga Begins. But I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not a big Star Wars fan and, like this definitely resonates with me more as a comedic thing as opposed to like what the saga begins is although it is also a yeah. classic song 
I was definitely like middle school. I thought Weird Al Yankovic was like peak comedy. Oh like, yeah, like I watched a lot of his videos when I was like twelve. Well, I, I thought, thought it was so funny. I still think he's funny. He's super talented. Um, yeah, there's a comedian, um, Brian Posehn. He actually talks about, and I relate to it really hard because like he's he's like a heavy metal guy, and like he said like yeah, when I was a kid. You know, I hated pop music, but I knew I could count on Weird Al to make fun of the shitty songs that I hated. And, like, that was really how I felt about Weird Al for a period of time. Now I can just laugh and enjoy the original songs, too. But, like, a song like this is one of those cases where later on in the joke he talks about how he wants to raise his kid on Weird Al, but not play the original songs for him. And, like, that way, when his kid's, like... (laughs) At a college party, he'll be like, hey, Dad, you ever hear of this Michael Jackson guy? He totally ripped off Weird Al with this song, Beat It. And, like, that's oh, kind no. of what my relationship with Amish Paradise is like. Is Even though I knew it was a parody, I was like, uh, Gangsta's Paradise isn't nearly as good. That's, I think that's the case with a lot of, like, like yeah, white comedy nerds. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we're more familiar with the Weird Al version yeah. of, of whatever song it is than Coolio. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> and I think he directed that video, Weird Al. Oh, I think he directed he all of his own videos. He, I could be wrong, but I think he directed most of them. He probably does. Um the one thing I wish Weird Al would do more, though, is since he has so many original songs, I wish that he had made music videos for those, too. But Yeah, I guess those just don't get en- enough yeah. uh, views. Yeah. I don't know. Although he is going on tour and only doing original songs. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. So, um, but while we're on the topic of comedy... Um, the thing that, another one that stood out to me was What's Up With You by Eddie Murphy and Michael Jackson. I love this video so much. (laughs) It's like, I think it was, when it came out, people, like, really ripped it apart. Like, it's not that it hasn't aged well. It's like, it was bad then and it's still bad. Like, it's, it's one of the ugliest videos ever made. Well, it's um, but also, I, I love it. <laughs> it's also one of those things mm-hmm. that, like, you know, I knew Eddie Murphy had a serious music career, like, where he wasn't trying he to did. be funny. And, like, he is a really talented person because he can also sing really well. Um, and I've heard his mm-hmm. stand-up where he talks about Michael Jackson, and it's hilarious. But, like... I, when I was going into, when I clicked your link, I had never seen this video and I was kind of like, is this going to be funny or is it going to be like a normal song? And why did it, why is this one of your top videos? (laughs) Good question. I, (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of like, like a car crash that you can't look away from. Like, I think it's just, it's just so hideous and such a bizarre duo. I think this was 1993. I think that was the year it came out or like both of them. I don't know. Like I never would have put these two together in a video. I looked it up. It was, it was directed by, um, uh, I cannot pronounce it, but Klasky, you know, that at the end of Nickelodeon. Yeah, which makes so much sense, kind of, like, when you watch yeah. it, because it's, it's Oh, you froze up there. Transition, but, like, not a full video, you know? It Wait. looks like a bumper on Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of does. Oh, uh, there are... It's, it was well-intended. Yeah. Like... They they meant they didn't mean to make like a a really dumb song and video, but I don't think it's that. The video is worse than the song. I'll give it that. I'm trying to see if I have anything on my list that I can kind of tie to that. The closest thing doesn't have to doesn't have to connect. Yeah, I was uh, yeah. I was thinking about it, trying to. Um, the only the closest thing I could think of is the Guns N' Roses November Rain video. Um, which also like very, 
a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. Very over the top. It's a nine minute song. Um, and I guess the only reason I can connect that is that was like, I think it was the second part of a series of three videos that Guns N' Roses was doing at the time. Yeah. And um, I've never seen, I think the last one is Civil War. And like, apparently there's like animated dolphins and all sorts of crazy stuff because Axel and the girl in the video broke up. Mm-hmm. But um, I, uh, when it came to the Guns N' Roses video, I'd forgotten that that was like a 90s video because it kind of feels very 80s. It does. Well, the, the 80s, I guess, were when music videos were like big and flashy and right. epic. Um, so yeah, it is very 80s. Yeah, and like, I think, I'm trying to, th- I, I, like the Guns N Roses, I like the Guns N' Roses video, I think mainly for nostalgia. But, like, I just think that mm-hmm. what's kind of cool about that video is there are all sorts of, like, interesting visual aspects that don't totally make a whole lot of sense sometimes. Sometimes they do, like, having Slash playing his guitar solo in front of the church, I think it's, like, badass and cool. But, like, yeah. also when they're at the wedding and Slash is the best man and he's wearing his basically the same clothes that he wears on stage, it's, like... Slash, you're in a church. Take your hat off. <laughs> My Catholic guilt starts creeping in. And also, it <laughs> makes me think of, um, what's it called? Beavis and Butthead. Um, yeah. Because there's uh, there's an episode of Beavis and Butthead where... I forget if Butthead thinks about getting married or if like he just sees a beautiful girl and then envisions the wedding. But in Butthead's fantasy... Slash is the best man at his wedding. Is it based on the video? Yes. Or like his, like that, fa- his okay. fantasy sequence. Or is it just, <laughs> just a lucky coincidence? Yeah. And I think what I like about it, too, is that it's kind of ridiculous in how, like, a lot happens in it. And a lot of it... It's very epic. Yeah. Cinematic. But yeah. none of it's really explained. Like, you know, it starts raining at the wedding and then the next thing you know, they're at a funeral and like, you know, I used to watch so many like theories about this video and like there's a mirror in her casket, which is sometimes used for people that are shot and it's like, what happened? This wasn't well thought out and (laughs) we'll never know because that third video got screwed up before they could film it yeah and it's i looked it up and that video the november rain video is i don't know if it still is but at the time it was made it was one of the most expensive music videos uh, ever that would make like sense. ever <laughs> like <laughs> a lot of my and <laughs> like music videos in the 90s uh it was like not unheard of to like pour a million dollars into into a 90s music video because there was so much money then in the record industry. Yeah. and it, um, But this this is one of the top ones. Yeah. And I think that makes sense too also just because it's a nine-minute long song. Yeah. Like, yeah, it does. Yeah. And you could tell, like, it was expensive to make. It yeah. was just, it's so long and it's so big. Yeah. And then they performed it at the VMAs with Elton John. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot that they did that. Uh, wild. <laughs> 90s were bizarre. Um, they were. They were a different time. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, do you have a next thing on your list that you want to talk about off the top of your head? Next. Um, hmm. uh, just on the subject of, like, being very 90s and looking very 90s, uh, I put Loser by Beck, right. which is another one that's like, it's not, ve- it's, it's very like low key. It, he said he wanted it to look ugly, like on purpose okay. and look like it was cheap, okay. which it was like, it was, it, it, it's very like nineties grunge. It's the opposite yes. spectrum of the nineties yes. where it just, it's like kind of nothing happens and it's just kind of like, 
it looks like someone just like put filters over like <laughs> different camera shots. Yeah. Um, but I, it's like endearing, I guess. I like, w- it's just very low, low budget. Well, so when I, I had never watched that video before because I've never been a big Beck fan. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was just going down through your list and I had watched the Chemical Brothers. Uh, spoiler alert. Next, soon we're going to talk about the Chemical Brothers. But I had watched the Chemical Brothers video. That one's one of my favorites. And that one was so mm-hmm. cool and, like, probably innovative for the time and, like, everything. And then I watched the Loser video and I was like, what's going on? I don't get it. I know, it's like... It's so compared to so many other 90s music videos where like so much was put into it. Like it looks like it was like made in like a, a day. Like, yeah. it's, but I think it it just reminds me of the 90s in another way. Like it looks like some kid made it like when he was born, which is it sounds offensive because I'm sure people worked hard on that video. Right. But like it does, it's just and, so like cheap and 90s grunge looking. Yeah, and there were cool visuals and things that went into that, and there were certain yeah. moments that like stuck out. Um, like I think the coffin or the box, whatever it was, just kind of like mm-hmm. moving along is one thing that. I can't shake from my mind from that video. Yeah. And I think like it, it just, it looks cool, but like not, it doesn't, it looks cheap and cool at the same. And that's something that's hard to pull off. I think sometimes, and it works really well with the song. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it fits really well together. Yeah. And like I said, I wasn't a big Beck fan, and I think I'd heard that one in passing, but I had never paid mm-hmm. a lot of attention to it. And I was listening, and I was like, you know, if I'd heard this, like, five or six years ago, I would have fallen in love with it. <laughs> like, and I think I think this was, like, one of the first Beck songs that I was introduced to. And I was a big fan yeah. uh, back back in the day. Not in the 90s, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> when this video a little came later, out. I discovered when this video came out, I think I was like two months old, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was cool. It was interesting. It was. It's very different from a lot of the things you have on your list. I think that's why I wanted to include it because I like I like uh, a lot of like big and crazy things and like right. big shots that look expensive and like elaborate. But I also like really low budget uh, amateur <laughs> like crudely uh filmed trippy videos which is also very 90s it's fair it it goes on every every end of the spectrum um i guess since we're talking kind of grungy low Mm -hmm. budget i guess the next thing on my list to bring up would be smells like teen spirit by nirvana yeah, um, yeah, that's what I was. It's kind of in the same vein. Yeah, which you know, I think, you know, I kind of flip flopped on whether or not to put it on because it is kind of a cliche. Um, mm-hmm. just because it is such a well-known big song from the '90s, but I can also imagine, you know, I end up thinking about music videos that came out when I was like first getting into music at like 11 12 ish and like watching like music videos like really actively and like i can only imagine what it would have been like to kind of be in that age range i can only really imagine what it would be like to kind of like be in that age range and like see that video for the first time and like hear that song, which even though now, you know, everyone from Miley Cyrus to, you know, Eminem has covered, it is an iconic song that sticks out and like, it's, it's heavy and like, it's emotional and like, it's also really random and weird. And then, you know, just kind of seeing like a punk rock high school was something kind of unexpected. And something very like, like punk about, I I researched this video. I did like, I looked up like fun facts about all the videos. Okay. Um, the, the video, it was the, the guy who directed it, this was his first anything, like oh, first okay. music video, first first project of his life. And 
it, he said that he believed he was hired because his test reel was so poor, the band anticipated his production would be punk and not corporate. That actually which makes is like a, a lot of sense. Cool. And it's super... It makes a lot of... They hired this kid who'd never done anything before because they didn't want him to be, like, corporate. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> like, Especially since this was sense. their major label debut. And, like, even, like, mm-hmm. in the story of, like, how the song was written... um, I think Kurt had, like, shit his pants or something. And, like, um, Kathleen Hanna from Bikini Kill, I think, said, oh, Kurt smells like teen spirit, which was, like, the deodorant at the time. And he was, yeah. he didn't know what that was, so he was like, oh, uh, yeah, teen spirit, that's exactly <laughs> what I feel. <laughs> and, like... I guess if you've never heard of the deodorant, like, that's yeah. a great <laughs> line. But then the deodorant tried to... Uh, lease the song and then they wouldn't let them and yeah it's such a cool video and like you know I love I love Nirvana so much and I you know it's the one that kind of stands out the most from their catalog and could only imagine what would have happened Mm -hmm. if you know Kurt didn't shoot himself and then made more videos yeah, um, a lot of potential. Yeah, and to be totally honest, I would have put one of their MTV Unplugged performances because those are my favorite Nirvanas, but not technically music mm-hmm. videos. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, what could be a good transition for this? Um, I well, since it was mentioned, I. I included let forever be by the chemical brothers right. which is like one of my favorite music videos ever not just of the 90s i think right um just because it looks just because it looks cool like it's i watching it like just thinking about like the amount of storyboarding that had go uh, into yeah. it and how like just the amount of work that got poured into it. Like, it's just very impressive. Like, that's really it. Like, I don't even have a lot to say about it, except that it's really cool. And it was, it was directed by the guy who did eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, which is a movie I I love. And it, and it's like, it's very like dreamlike. It's very him, um, Michelle Gondry. And I just think it looks awesome. Yeah. Like a lot of work was poured into it. Yeah. And like, it's very, influential kind of a lot of the music videos I like that come out now you know from like indie rock bands and stuff I do kind of see a lot of like influence from this video and like just kind of like seeing like all the transitions Mm -hmm. and like all the thought that had to be put into this and like I can't imagine how someone could just like think like oh I'm gonna like do this and it came out yeah, perfect. And it's, it's just like so seamless. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just incredibly impressive. Cause I don't, I don't see that a lot. Like where like all these ideas come in and it's just so cool to watch. Like, I, I just like it. I just think it looks really cool. I don't even have a lot to say. Yeah. About it. <laughs> it's one of those things that you really just need to watch. And there's not a whole lot to say besides the fact that yeah. it's cool. It is. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think what would be, um, I guess the next, I guess the thing on my list that kind of made me think the most of that, even though it's very different, would be the Radiohead Karma Police Mm -hmm. video. Oh, okay. Um, and I think what I like about that video is just it has a similar sort of seamless cause feel where like a lot of it is just kind of one shot. Um, and then it breaks up slowly yeah. later on, but like it's very, it's the other end of that spectrum where it's very minimal and there's not a whole lot going yeah. on. And like what I think I liked best about watching that is it reminded me a little bit of when I first heard Radiohead when I was in high school and kind of hearing that song in particular and 
it's kind of unsettling and it's kind of creepy and you watch a lot of the stuff up before the chorus of that video and like you don't totally get what's going on and it's it kind of makes you feel a little uneasy with the music playing mm-hmm. and then I kind of like how it cuts to Tom York and it's the chorus and the chorus is very sort of Brit poppy and like that kind of you know it kind of looks like a James Blunt yeah. video <laughs> and like then like as it gets creepy again it kind of pans back and like you see this guy running and like you get a close-up of his face and you don't there's no answers to anything that's happening and then when all the beeping and clicking comes on at the end you know the car's on fire and it's like why did any of this happen but yeah and like it works especially well because the first part of it feels like it's in real time almost which gives me a lot of anxiety when something feels like it's in real time (laughs) i i like you know cuts help sorry my cat is making a lot of noise what (laughs) um she's so loud sorry um yeah it's it's just like very slow (laughs) good because she's she's like in the other room and she's yelling i just fed you (laughs) the first part of the video is just like very slow moving and i i I like build up you uh, oh like i think it works well yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, there's not a whole lot else to say and a lot of videos that i like are kind of one shot thing you know things from the 2000s and the past five years seven years or so are all kind of one shot things and the fact that you know even though this has a couple of different shots that it's a very few or so it seems is something that i enjoy and uh the Jonathan Glazer directed it, and he directed Under the Skin, which is also very slow moving uh. and like very atmospheric i did you see it it's Scarlett Johansson is like a prostitute, maybe I don't remember I haven't seen I've it in a while never seen I liked it but it, uh, but it is very slow I'll check it out it's it, it's just from a couple years ago is it long um or but yeah. Kinda, <laughs> not that long. Well, that's always my question. Uh, a lot it's of a slow change. build. What? Is it long? <laughs> is it long? Is it long? Is your question? Yeah. No, that's a fair question. It's it's not. I think it's like re, like standard length, but feels long because okay. it's very slow. But it's good. I, that's it's fine. Good. With I like it. I don't know. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. Oh, I actually, I changed one. Okay. Uh, and I didn't tell you, <laughs> so I'll just bring that one up. Okay. Um, I remove. I put in two Bjork videos. I took one of them out. Okay. And I replaced it with uh, one that I was really like thinking about not including. I almost didn't, um, but I, I have to admit, I really like it. It's "Smack My Bitch Up" by The Prodigy, which is a title that I hate. <laughs> Fair. Uh, the video is like it was criticized for being very gimmicky because the the whole thing uh is like a point of view shot of someone getting very fucked up like the, it's just the view of someone who's very drunk and try and like stumbling around and then get home and then like at the end it reveals like it was a woman the whole time like it, it was her which like i I don't know. It's kind of gimmicky so, to criticize that, but like it's still like it's effective. It's kind of like whoa, like you thought that was a man who was drunk. It wasn't. <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to watch this. Um, so I'm yes, I just put it on on mute now. So I'm kind of watching, <laughs> and it is cool. And now that you've mentioned that it's a woman, I'm kind of I'm looking at the hands a lot. Yeah, sorry, spoiler alert. But <laughs> at the end, 
it's like she looks in the mirror and like that's it like that's the punch at the end of the video and like I feel like I shouldn't like that I don't even know what they were getting at like I don't know what they mean like I guess that was just a man but um it still looks cool like it, it like gets a good sense of a really debauched night out um and it's really ugly and it kind of gives you a headache, but kind of in a good way. Well, so I'm looking at it now and I'm at the part where she's in the club and like, it's mm-hmm. kind of funny just seeing like the different like camera effects are exactly what I think I'd imagine them to kind of put for like, if they were going to say someone was fucked up. Yeah. Like, like it kind of reminds very, me of a dare sort of thing. No, it's not subtle at all. It's like, you know exactly what it is. Um, and it, it does feel like something they would show us in health class. <laughs> like, don't, don't do drugs. Uh, but it, like, I, I think that works. Like, it's just, it's just so like, uh, anxiety inducing to watch yeah. and like feeling like you're in her, her shoes. Um, and it's really dizzying and I, I like it. Uh, so I just fast-forwarded to the end, um, and now I see the reveal that it's a woman. Um, it's actually kind yeah. of interesting and kind of cool, I think, the way that they did that reveal, where they could have easily kind of done, like, a weird sort of, like, pan out. And, yeah, no, that's kind of cool. I'll I'll look it up after this. And yeah, listen. I think there—I think a, a dumber person would have done this, like, a lot worse <laughs> like yeah. they would have i feel like they would have like really milked that reveal um but i think they did it like kind of quickly and it it's still like it doesn't like interrupt the flow of the video at all i think I don't panic think. at the disco actually ripped this off like a, a year what ago video uh don't threaten <laughs> uh the video is called don't threaten me with a good time i think i only watched that video once so i don't really remember but yeah mm-hmm. I'll have to go back and. Well, this video definitely like got a lot of buzz at the time, so I'm sure it, it influenced some people. Uh, let's see. What would be the next? I'm trying to think what kind of works as a good transition. I guess not exactly, but since we're talking people getting fucked up, let's go to Marilyn Manson, the Dope Show. <laughs> and yeah. This very easily could have <laughs> been. A good tr- this I could have done, probably not because he probably doesn't have that many. But I could have done like all Marilyn Manson videos. I used to love Manson. <laughs> um, dude used to be my hero. Well, you put two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I almost didn't, but you originally had two Bjork videos, so <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so I used that as license. I'm like, all right, I could do two Manson videos. I'm in the it's, clear. It's legal. There are no rules. Yeah. <laughs> I wa- have watched every video from the 1990s. Um, every single one. Yeah. <laughs> Must have taken a while. Um, but I was kind of, you know, I went through Manson's 90s discography. And I knew I wanted to put Coma White in because that is my favorite Manson mm-hmm. video. And I was between this video and... He has another song called Dope Hat that was on his first album. And that video is just like a perversion of uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, but what I think I like... Which is already very scary on his own. Yeah, but his version has like naked girls and Oompa Loompas in bondage and, you know... <laughs> All things you'd expect from Marilyn Manson. <laughs> um, but the reason I chose Dope Show, I think it's because it's it's a little bit more original. And I think what I like, I'll bring this up with Britney Spears too, is that it's kind of a two-part video in a way. Because mm-hmm. um, it has the first part where, you know, he's walking around in the bodysuit with the boobs and, you know, just kind of like wandering around out in like this sort of desert like environment. And like, then he yeah. kind of like, and like, 
I think that's what gets remembered the most from that video. You know, that's the iconic thing. That's the thing that was on his album cover. But, like, the whole sort of, like, rehab thing and then the thing where he transitions into, like, this sort of, like, rock star performance thing. Like, it's very Bowie-esque. It's very, like, glam rock. And, like, I feel like it's an interesting sort of, like, take on the song where, like, he kind of, you know... On that album, he critiques celebrity a whole lot. And, like, he talks about, like, how, like, you can get famous, but, you know, a lot of people are just trying to, like, get you drugged up or drunk. And then, you know, you're kind of a shell of what you are. And I think the fact that, like, he's all very pale beneath kind of the... uh, uh, glittery stuff is kind of very reflective of the song and the lyric. Uh, they love you when you're on all the covers, and mm-hmm. when you're not, they love another. Um, I think that's a really cool, like. I uh, like that line. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good yeah. Line. and like, I don't know. It's just like it's one of those things that like, I don't know. It's just such a cool video, and there's so much to it, and like the part where he's like destroying like the life-size figurines of himself is, like, kind of cool and kind of punk, even though, like, Manson Mm -hmm. is more or less a mainstream artist at this point in his career. I can only imagine that there was something sort of shocking, and it was sort of a punk rock rejection of his own celebrity. And, like, yeah, I love that album. And, like surrealism was like in in the 90s that was a really popular thing but like this like goes an extra level of dark that like I almost like I don't know how it was received at the time but like it's darker than a lot of dark surrealism in the 90s yeah which is to say a lot (laughs) yeah and it's bleak um and he really likes that crucifixion imagery (laughs) in both of the videos like is there a crucifixion in that one right I don't, I don't know if there's a crucifixion, but there's like a some something that like indicates like Jesus Christ in in both videos. I think yeah. I wrote that down, but I, I know don't there is in Toma White. What's fun? So I think there were three videos from that album. Um, the third, which mm-hmm. also could have ended up here, is for a song called um, "I Don't Like the Drugs, But the Drugs Like Me," um, and the whole mm-hmm. video he's carrying a crucifix made of TVs which also a very interesting visual and that ended up being one of his album yeah. covers um, for his live album. Um, but yeah, Manson's cool. He's interesting. Yeah. And like, just since we started talking about the coma white video, we're kind of doing both, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we can talk coma white. Yeah. The whole, like the, JFK and Jackie uh, imagery. That's also been like, you know, like that, that uh, footage has been definitely reappropriated in a lot of music videos about like fame. And I I know Lana Del Rey did that. I mean, to a like dark and uh, gruesome degree, but like she definitely uh, like the national anthem video, uh, I haven't and seen having it. Rose McGowan be Jackie Kennedy, yes. the the national anthem video is it's just like it's just reenactments of JFK and Jackie Kennedy, oh. except JFK is played by uh, is played by Ray is Jackie Kennedy. Wait, hold on. Who plays Rocky? Rocky? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Coma White video. What I think I like a lot about that is that it is kind of like it was also really controversial at the time that it came out. Um, Oh, I'm sure. Because because, um, it was actually supposed to come out. The video was released in like September of 99, um, but -hmm. it was supposed to be released a couple months before, but Columbine happened and um, Manson was blamed for that. Um, and obviously having a video like that, 
kind of wouldn't have reflected well on him. And I think the fact Fair. that he was just kind of like, I think the fact that he still put it out within the same year is a risky career move. And like, mm-hmm. you know, he talked about, you know, he, he went on to talk a lot about like martyrdom on his next album. Um, and I think this was kind of a good transition into that because JFK has become something of an American martyr. And, you know, yeah. th- that was the other thing. Um, when Columbine happened, he mentioned, you know, don't be totally shocked if every kid that gets bullied has two new heroes to look up to. Um, and, and he wasn't wrong. Yeah. And <laughs> like, those kids get looked up to. Yeah, I've seen Tumblr blogs that are dedicated to them, and it's kind of disturbing. Oh, I've seen I've seen those, and they're they're terrifying. Yeah, I hate it. yeah, um, <laughs> and it's weird because none of them are Manson fans; they're all Mountain Goats fans, which <laughs> makes me more upset. That's kind of funny. <laughs> Not if you're a Mountain Goats fan, <laughs> like I am, but um. <laughs> But yeah, and other than that, I just thought, I do think it's just a cool video to watch. I think visually it's really interesting. And a thing, I rewatched it right before we spoke that I thought was kind of cool is when he has his head in um, Rose McGowan's lap, his hair was dyed red and like it kind of looks like he's bleeding on her dress. And I didn't, at first I thought it was blood and then I realized, oh, that's his hair, that's interesting and that's like that's like a creative choice i like that yeah and I thought, like instead of using blood yeah yeah and like i don't know the other reason i chose this was when i was a huge manson fan and i you know used to apply everything to him i i always felt like i related to this song even though there's nothing in it that I could have related to in eighth grade and can't relate to now. I'm like, what did I think was going on? Talking a pill to make you numb, a pill to make you dumb. Could you relate to that in eighth grade? I used to say I did, and I I do believe I, be, I believed that I did, but I'm like, God, what girl could I have been complaining about? Listening to Coma White, <laughs> thinking this is so true. I know how this feels. That's funny. So yeah. Um. Just to transition from super dark to super light, <laughs> I included a uh, "Groove Is in the Heart" uh, by D Light. I wanted to ask you about that. which. <laughs> Which is a song that I used to love and now I hate it because I work uh, I work retail Uh-oh. and it's... they have like the same 50 songs on a playlist that they play over and over again. So you'll hear and one of them is Groove is in the Heart. Is in the heart. <laughs> yeah. Like a, yeah, and it's it really gets under your skin. Oh, I <laughs> it really imagine. starts to irritate you. But I used to really like it. I it, it's like fun and annoying on purpose, but like after a while, like. But I still like the video, because um, they they were a D light. Like they didn't have any other song. They were like barely a band. I think. Oh, you kind of broke up there. Say that again. Uh, hold on, you're still. Any breaking. other big songs? Say that one more time. I think you're good. And you've frozen again. Are you okay? Can you hear me? Yes, now I can. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So I was saying that (laughs) D-Light didn't have really any other songs. Right. It was just this one. And I think they were, I think they were a dance act first. They're like very dance. Right, and you can tell they just been dancing, and it's just neon light. I think I just really like neon, like anything with <laughs> neon in it. I'll give it a pass. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, spring breakers of spring, <laughs> like, spring breakers like, of light. I just what? Sorry, you said spring breakers of, and then I cut out. I think I, I think I like spring breakers more than I should have because <laughs> all and like I, I just like the, I like neon. I like bright colors. Like bright. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> And Groovies in the Heart is another one that's just like, I have nothing to say about it. It just, they're just dancing. And they're not even good dancers. Like, they're just, it just looks like a, like a party. Watch, it's fine. Watching this video made me think a lot of Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. And the, it's also like just very 70s. Yeah, and very it's, disco-y. It's groovy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's also those <laughs> weird talking parts in it. That. Yeah. Also. <laughs> also, like very embarrassing, even for the time. Oh yeah, and it's bizarre, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about this yeah. video. <laughs> Me neither. I think it just sticks in it. It sticks in my head because yeah. I I still do not like this song. Like. I used to love it, and now I hate it. But I, the video, I, I haven't gotten the heart to hate the video yet. Like, Maybe you, you hate it from was. overexposure, right? Yeah, like, I, I do. still like I the hate song. It from over- <laughs> yeah, like, I, honestly, like working retail, but I like a few ABBA songs that I, I still like. I don't have it in my heart to say I hate them, but, like, I can't listen to them anymore. Oh, uh, I, I've had that with a couple of things. I can't blame you for that. Um, it's just one of those songs that just it gets under your... catchy and irritating. And then you find yourself... Which is yourself part hung. of I guess, after... <laughs> then you're humming along out of spite. <laughs> Say that one more time. Uh, hold on, you were kind of staticky there. You're staticky now. Yes, you're clear now. <laughs> the yeah, I was saying it, it's. Just, I just hum along too, but like I still hate it. Like I hum, I hum to it at work when I. Like, Fair. <laughs> um. Thank you.